Hi, this is Anita from the Global Trade Gal. Today I want to talk a little bit about corruption. Now, corruption is one of those things that anyone who's been in Asia has probably had to deal with because corruption is just there. It is out there. I used to work for a woman in Thailand. This was many, many years ago. And we were importing furniture from the United States. And she always had like two or three sets of books, which is very common in, in you know, many parts of Asia. And she literally rode around with her accounting in the back of her car because she didn't want anyone to be able to tell the police on her, the authorities on her. And she was just, you know, worried that, um, you know, somehow it could get out and then she'd be have a huge fine or possibly jail or other things. You know, corruption is one of those things that most people that are in this global supply chain have to deal with one way or another. I have a friend who works for a large U.S. technology company. I won't name which one. And we were having dinner and he was telling me how he went to a manufacturer in Asia, happened to be in Vietnam, and it was a Chinese manufacturer. And they were talking about importing the equipment. And they said, oh, and we had to pay this and that. And he said, whoa, stop right there. Do not tell me that you had to pay something or I'm going to have to report you and this is going to be a problem. You know, so this really shows that even some of the big factories that are working with big companies in the United States do not understand the way many people in the West look at corruption. They see just corruption or having to pay someone off as maybe just a part of life or part of doing business. And sometimes they'll even use it for you as kind of a bargaining tool. They will say, well, you know, we had to pay you know, the authorities, blah, 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 blah. So we had to increase our price. And they don't understand that in other parts of the world, this is not the way that business is done. That is why at Mindoro, one of our core values and something that I really try to train my staff on is that we have a zero corruption tolerant policy. And I will just tell another story about how one day in one country, and I won't tell you which country because I don't want to have a problem here, but we had to give the government our you know, terms and conditions if we wanted the government to be able to stamp and sign them and say that they were legitimate and they were okay. And so we did that. And as part of my thing, I put in that we are a zero corruption tolerant policy company. And the word unofficially or officially, or you might say unofficially, came back to me and they said, ah, zero corruption is too tough. You can't have a zero corruption tolerant policy. Now, in this particular country that we work in, there is quite a bit of corruption, you know, whether it's with the police on the streets or other things, there's quite a bit of corruption. So the government officials like, no, zero corruption tolerant policy is too, is, is too tough. We won't sign and stamp these terms and conditions because you cannot have that in there. I am not kidding you. That actually did happen to me. I kind of said to my staff, sort of mockingly, I've said, if zero corruption tolerant policy is too tough, how much corruption do they, do they allow? Is it 5%, 1%, 2%? You know, should you stay and said, I have a 5% corruption policy? I have a 1% corruption policy? But no, zero corruption tolerant policy was just considered to be too tough. So this kind of shows you in a way how different the thinking can be between maybe, you know, some parts of the world and how we may see things in the West for things as morality and ethics.
that they may say, well, you know, corruption isn't really a moral question. It is not a question of ethics. You know, some corruption should be allowed and it should be okay. But that is why for us and one of our core values is a zero corruption tolerant policy. I will tell you another story that it actually happened to me too about corruption. And this also is a true story. I won't tell you again the country because I don't want to have any problems or issues. But in one of our offices we had, our neighbor's um, nephew was a police officer. And he kept sending the policemen all the time. And, you know, the police kept coming in and kept asking for stuff. They kept asking for money. They kept asking for things. And I decided at the beginning, I said to one of my staff, I said, look, if we give them any money, they're going to just keep coming back. So every time they come in, why don't you just give them a sample? So I kept sending them out the door with a box and a tray and a lamp and, you know, like just some things we didn't want. I just kept sending them out the door with that here, you know. And and I kept, I said to my staff, I said, you just tell them, you just say that Anita doesn't get it, that she's just dumb, that she, you know, we keep telling her you want money, but she doesn't get it. But she says, here, take a box, here, take a tray. And Finally, the, the policeman came in and said, can you please explain to your boss that we need money to go to the beach? <laughs> I mean, so it just shows you like how different the way of thinking can be in some of these places in the world you're working with. And so sometimes you have to be a little bit clever and you have to little sort of outsmart the whole thing. And you have to s- sort of just, just say, look, we have a zero corruption tolerant policy. That is just the way that it is. And you really need to be able to train your staff too, because here's some of the things that corruption does that most people don't understand. You know, corruption doesn't help your product, product, and it doesn't help your product's quality. I have yet to see where any inspector or anybody's been paid off where it's actually helped the product quality in the long run. People just become sloppy and they become greedy. And that maybe this time it's just a little bit, but in the future, I can guarantee you it is going to become more and more and more and more and more. And so this really is a road that you do not want to go down, especially as a Westerner. If you are a Westerner working in some of these places in the world, Corruption is not the road you want to go down, or you have to play a very, very, um, how would you say, careful game. It's just really not a road you want to go down. And also, too, in your own country, like the United States, there are very tough corruption laws. So even if there's corruption going on in another part of the world, you can still be liable for it in the United States. So that is why it is not a route that you want to go down. Corruption does not help build strong foundations. And most good factories understand that. Most good factories do not want to pay corruption money. They don't want to be paying under table to your staff, for example. You know, and this is where it happens a lot where I see where people, they set up an office in Asia, they walk away from it all. And I can guarantee that I've seen many of those same staff, which I would almost bet are on the take. You want to train your staff and your office and the people in the office that you will stand against corruption. I once had this problem in one of my offices, and I again will not say which country, where I discovered that 90% of the office was on the take, that they had done a deal together and they were on the take. I, without hesitation, fired them. 
all, all of those that were a problem. I made a stance and I said, I will not tolerate this. So sometimes you have to be willing to make the tough choices in order to let people know that you are serious, that you will not allow corruption because corruption does not help you at all in the global supply chain. It does not help you with your product quality. It does not help you to get out better quality products. It does not help you to get a better price because actually corruption hurts the price. If a vendor or someone needs to pay under table money to one of your staff or someone else that you don't know is being paid, then to be honest with you, it's going to cost more. So that is why anyone who's in the global supply chain needs to make a stance and say, look, we have a zero corruption tolerant policy that we do not believe in corruption. And you need to train your staff about this also. I make my staff sign and say that they will not have corruption. I have made many of them sign in the past. And you want to be able to have people that you can trust, that you feel are being trustworthy, because if not, it becomes very difficult to work in this type of industry, especially if you're in another country or another place. You want to be able to know that you can depend upon those people that are there and that they will be helping to look out for you, your needs, your customers, and that you will be able to do what they're being essentially being paid for, which is to produce product at the right quality, the quantity, and the price that is required. I have a blog about this where we talk about efficiency and zero corruption and why, you know, zero corruption policy really doesn't help efficiency at all. And some of our efficiency and zero corruption core values, we'll put a link below in that. And if any of you have any questions or comments, we'd love to hear from you. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you, our listeners. If you liked it, give us a, give us a thumbs up. We'd love to have a thumbs up from you and subscribe. We'd love to have you be part of our community. Um, check out our blog, check out our, you know, our website. Um, if you get a chance, sign up for our newsletter. And thank you so much for being part of our community. And thank you to our team, especially Rico, who helps make this possible.